This is a Federal News Network podcast. Coming up on today's Federal Newscast, a former federal cyber leader finds her next gig. NIST warns that American adversaries could poison AI data. And the Pentagon is ordering a 30-day review to look into the secrecy surrounding Defense Secretary Lloyd Austin's hospitalization. Those stories and more in today's Federal Newscast. It's Tuesday, January 9th, 2024. Welcome to today's episode of the Federal Newscast. I'm Peter Masurlian. The Pentagon is ordering a 30-day review to look into why the White House, Congress, and senior defense officials weren't notified about Defense Secretary Lloyd Austin's hospitalization last week. Federal News Network's Jared Serbu reports. The review will be led by Jennifer Walsh, DOD's Director of Administration and Management. While that process is underway, the department is also adding some new temporary notification rules. Anytime the Defense Secretary is unable to carry out his duties, a chain of senior Pentagon officials and the White House Situation Room will be notified by email that the Deputy Secretary is temporarily in charge. That apparently didn't happen during Austin's health incident last week. The Pentagon still hasn't made clear what that incident involved, saying only that Austin suffered complications from an elective medical procedure. Jared Serbu, Federal News Network. A former federal cyber leader finds her next gig. Federal News Network's Justin Doubleday has the details. Kemba Walden is joining Paladin Capital Group as president of its new Paladin Global Institute. Walden served as the White House's acting national cyber director for nine months before stepping down in November. She led the initial implementation of the Biden administration's new national cyber strategy and also oversaw the rollout of a new cyber workforce and education strategy last summer. Harry Coker, a former intelligence community official, took over as national cyber director in December. Justin Doubleday, Federal News Network. The Data Center Optimization Initiative gets new life in the NDAA. Federal News Network's Jason Miller tells us why. One provision that you may not have noticed that made it into the 3,000-page 2024 Defense Authorization Bill is the first major update to the Federal Data Center Optimization Initiative in more than a decade. The House agreed to let the Federal Data Center Enhancement Act stay in the NDAA, which President Joe Biden signed into law on December 22nd. Among the requirements of the Federal Data Center Enhancement Act is one that tells agencies to rationalize their application portfolio, and they must assure any at-risk legacy applications are updated to modern technologies. Jason Miller, Federal News Network. The Biden administration is looking to make it easier for new families to receive federal benefits. Federal News Network's Jory Heckman has more. The Department of Health and Human Services is partnering with a nonprofit organization to provide newborn supply kits to families in need. The kits include basic supplies, including diapers, wipes, and other health and hygiene items. They also include bite-sized information on how families can enroll in federal benefits and services. HHS so far has delivered 3,000 of these kits to families in Arkansas, Louisiana, and New Mexico. These are all states with high maternal and infant mortality rates. HHS is looking at expanding the pilot to other locations. It's also looking to partner with the Veterans Health Administration on outreach. Jory Heckman. Federal News Network. 
Computer scientists at the National Institute of Standards and Technology, or NIST, are warning about the potential for adversaries to poison artificial intelligence with bad data. In a new publication, NIST details the types of cyber attacks that can manipulate AI systems. In addition to introducing corrupt data, scientists say attackers could try to glean sensitive information from systems like chatbots or even feed AI systems with incorrect information to alter their behavior. NIST also describes several mitigations to those types of attacks, but adds that there are no completely foolproof defenses. The federal government spends billions of dollars a year to maintain roads, buildings, and other structures on public lands, but a backlog of deferred projects is increasing. The Government Accountability Office finds deferred maintenance on campgrounds, roads, and other projects increased across all the agencies it studied. That includes the National Park Service, the Forest Service, and Bureau of Land Management. The National Park Service alone reports a $22 billion backlog of unfunded upkeep projects. The Space Force is days away from releasing its commercial strategy. The document will outline how the service plans to purchase commercial space capabilities. It'll focus on how the industry can fill capability gaps that the current systems don't meet. The strategy will also address the need for the service to purchase some technologies as a service instead of buying a new space capability. The Space Force continues to have conversations with the industry about how to protect its assets in case of a space conflict. After more than 18 months in an acting role, Jolene Lauria is the Permanent Assistant Administrator for Administration and CFO of the Justice Department. Lauria replaced Lee Loftus in June 2022 on an acting basis. Loftus retired from the Federal Service after more than 40 years with DOJ, including the last 16, as Assistant Administrator for Administration. Loria has been with DOJ since 2006, serving as the agency's controller for 16 years. Along with being CFO, Loria oversees facilities, procurement, human resources, information resources, policy, strategic planning, and other administrative functions. The Defense Department is seeking certification, training, courses, or formal education providers to submit applications for accreditation. The Cyber Workforce Management Board has established an open and continuous process for education providers interested in supporting the DOD cyber workforce. The online application process consists of four parts. Once the application is submitted, the DOD CIO will issue a decision and inform applicants about the next steps. Interested providers include colleges, universities, private companies, nonprofit organizations, federal and state organizations, and military schools. Find these stories and more at federalnewsnetwork.com. For the Federal Newscast of Tuesday, January 9th, 2024, I'm Peter Masurlian.